welcome to the Peaceful World Schooling Podcast, featuring your host, Angela Harders. We're committed to cultivating a peaceful world beginning right in our own hearts and homes. Together, we believe that the world is our biggest and best classroom, and the people and places in it are our greatest teachers. So I invite you to join me on the adventure of a lifetime, beginning with a conversation that can change the world. Hello, and welcome to the Peaceful World Schooling Podcast, where we are committed to cultivating a peaceful world beginning right in our own hearts and homes. My name is Angela Harders. I am a special education teacher, the author of Gospel-Based Parenting and the Crunchy Kids series, and a proud world schooling mother to two amazing children, Sophia, who's seven, and Benjamin, who is three. Today on the Peaceful World Schooling Podcast, I have the privilege and honor of introducing you to Leslie Urbis. Thank you so much for joining us today as we have a conversation that can change the world. Thank you for being with us, Leslie. I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) My pleasure. Um, So to get us started, um, can you share a little bit about you, your family, and uh, your story? Yeah, of course. So um, I'm Leslie. I'm a registered dietitian and a personal trainer. Um, I have much my whole adult life. Um, but with that being said, I've had quite a few different jobs in my adult life. I've been, uh, active duty military myself. Um, and then I just worked for the Naval hospital as a civilian, um, which led me to kind of where I'm at today. Um, I met my husband who is actually military online, like on match. I know that sounds funny, but we worked like, um, less than a block away from each other. Ridiculous, right? Like we oh meet gosh. each other online. I know, right. But we only uh-huh. walk away from each other. So, That's so funny. yeah, so we actually figured that out on like our second date that we worked like a block away from each other, which was kind of funny. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so we got married, uh, shortly after that, we got pregnant with our first daughter, um, Lily, and she was born in September of 2000 and no, sorry, we got pregnant in September. Um, she was born in July of 2018. And shortly after I had her, I decided that I needed to not be working as much as I was. It was one of those, like, I love what I do, but the distance was so far. It was such a long commute that we had decided that I would, you know, try this whole work from home thing, got a different job. Um, and then actually went for, went business myself, um, kind of like a typical military, I don't say typical military, but a lot of military moms will do something like that where, you know, cause the dad's gone so long, they just want more time with the kiddos. Mm-hmm. Um, we got pregnant with my son shortly after I started, um, my business for myself and then COVID hit. And then we had our son in COVID. Oh my um, gosh. Um, I didn't know that that's how it was. Cause I mean, COVID came in like what March, like March, April timeframe. Yeah. Sorry. Always crazy. Um, and then he was born in July of 2020. So yeah, that was pretty, um, interesting in and of itself. Come on, come down. Um, and then, yeah, we've been a military family the entire time. I would say since we got married in September of 2017, probably 300 days a year, he's not here. Um, gosh, 
Yeah. So it's a pretty crazy life during COVID. They were here a little bit more because there was less events and things going on. Um, but yeah, so it's been a pretty crazy whirlwind of three years. My daughter is three now and my son is one. Um, he's crazy. Wow. That is, that is incredible. Well, first of all, thank you and your husband both for serving, um, for serving our country. I, that really means a lot to me and to so many of my listeners as well that truly value, um, you know, what you, what you do and, and how you serve our country. So thank you for that. Um, I cannot even imagine, um, what that must be like to be married, but then to be separated for so much of, of the year. I mean, 300 days out of the year, that is like way over the majority of the year. Um, is he like traveling in other countries or just in different places around the U S what does that look like for him? Yeah, of course. So, so we actually have never moved from Jacksonville. This is where I met him, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, we've never moved. Uh, luckily we will have to, but we haven't had to yet. Um, he's gotten lucky with the, the, positions that he's gotten. Um, he's transitioned and had different jobs here in Florida, but we've never had to move bases. So that was really helpful. Um, but basically what it is, is that once we got married, he had to go up to school in Rhode Island, which was around six months. And then he came home for a couple of months and then he had to go to school in Virginia. And then he came home for a couple of months and then the ship he was going to was still being built. So it was in Mississippi. So he was in Mississippi for about six or seven months then he came home for a couple of months and then he's been on this ship, but it's kind of like here, gone, here, gone, here, gone. And the events are kind of all over the place. Um, so it just depends. Um, he of other countries or traveled around basically, you know, the Eastern, like I hate to say Eastern ocean, cause it's not the Atlantic ocean somewhere in there has been where he is, but on the East coast somewhere gone all over where exactly. I don't even know all the time. So <laughs> I couldn't tell you where he goes, but. Oh, wow. Stay- well that's good that even though he's having to move around a lot that you and your family are kind of able to I guess establish roots where you are for now um I'm sure that probably helps to have some stability at least for you and your children um Mm -hmm. what would you say is the biggest challenge that you face as a military family having your husband that's gone so long Uh, I would have to say mom guilt or mom perfection would be the biggest thing because, you know, and maybe other, you know, families are out there kind of thinking this as well. But if you think about it, you have somebody that, you know, helps you with the fire alarm when it goes off and you have somebody that takes on some of the things that happen on a day-to-day basis, right? 99% of the time, I'm the one that does it all, right? So it's like the... I have to sometimes let a baby scream in the background while I do an activity, right? I have to, I mean, this is a a big thing and I don't know how many other moms have this, but my son, I swear, no matter what, if he goes to, if he goes to daycare during the day, when he comes home, it's like, I will not stop screaming until you give me my dinner. It is intense. And if you're trying to cook dinner, like you're like, oh my gosh, you're screaming and I'm trying to cut up potatoes. And it's like, Uh if I had one other person here to just like, do something or I could hold you. And, you know, you plan ahead and you do all those things, but it doesn't always work that way. Um, so I would probably say that, you know, thinking about all the daily times that you can look over at your husband and be like, could you do X, Y, or Z? And then the next toughest part is when he is here, it's like, 
I don't think to ask, but then I get frustrated as he's just sitting there because I don't think to ask because I always have to do it. So it's because, so sometimes it's learning the difference of like, okay, I have all this mom guilt. I feel super ridiculous. Like, am I doing it right? Why do I not have as much patience as it seems other moms do? You know, things like that. I would say a combination of all that is really what, what the biggest struggle is when they're, they're here and gone. And by the time you learn the routine with them back, it's like they're gone again. So next time it'll be different As you know, like kids transition so much when they're this little, you know, you're gone for a month and your kids walking or getting into things and like eating cat food or whatever it is. So, yeah, yeah, that is definitely true. I think, I think mom guilt, I feel like mom guilt is kind of universal. You know, I feel like all moms to some degree experience that sort of guilt, like, oh gosh, I'm not, I'm not doing as well as I would like to, or I'm not as patient as I want to be. Um, and I, I know, I mean, I know I definitely struggle with that too. Um, I'm actually a single mom, so I, I can relate in that sense. Um, but I'm, I'm blessed that I'm able to, um, my best friend actually lives with me and my children. And so she helps a lot, um, just in, you know, helping alleviate some of that burden of feeling like I don't have to do everything all by myself. Like it, it really does make a difference when there's someone else that's there, you know, supporting you. Um, but yeah, I can, I can imagine like you kind of have this, this dynamic where like the majority of the time it is just you. And then on those times that your husband's home, as you mentioned, it's like, you both kind of have to figure out how to parent together when he's there. Cause he's not normally the one that's kind of filling that role, I guess. Yeah. Um, do, do you feel like he also experiences guilt? Um, or do you think that mom guilt is just kind of exclusively something that, that moms deal with? I think that there's times that he feels bad that he's gone or that he can't help, or that sometimes I get more like resistance from people or things along that nature. I think he does have that. Um, I, I feel like, and this is just, I don't want to generalize here. I think moms take it on more only because like we, like from the moment we get pregnant, it's a different world for us, right? Like, so for the 10 months that we carry the baby, it's basically like, you know, you change your life again, you're under 21, you have to watch what you eat, you have to watch what you do, you can't wear certain things. It's like, that has retinol in it, got to take it off the list or whatever it is, right? Yeah. The list of all the things you shouldn't do your pregnant is like massive. Whereas their life remains the same during those 10 months. It's not like their life changes that drastically. So I feel like sometimes we internalize it more because we have that like as soon as they're in us. So we have like 10 months more prep. Yeah. And then, you know, in the first part, if you're a breastfeeding mom, like I am, um, it's so intense, like, sure, they can help change a diaper, but they can't use a bottle or they can't do anything like that. You're still the one that's awake for longer. Like, yeah. okay, get up, they may get up, change the diaper, hand you the baby. <laughs> do the feed. By the time you would be like, you want to maybe you hear snoring next to you. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that the guilt is there for him as well, but I, I feel like, I think moms just internalize it a little bit more. I definitely agree. I think that, you know, it's, it, I feel like it's something that is definitely unique to what moms experience in the fact that it, it does seem to be something that is so universal that moms feel this intense pressure, um, to, to, you know, be this in, incredible super mom, you know, and, um, and even just to, I feel like sometimes even to just be human is like, 
you're not allowed to be human, you know, as a mom, like we're just expected to sacrifice so much for our children and, um, and not, you know, I feel like a lot of times we feel guilty just doing things to like care for ourselves, you know, and taking time to do things for ourselves. And I'm wondering what are some things that you like to do to be able to take care of yourself so that you can take care of your children? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think that's a great, you know, thought process there. And I think the reason why moms have that is because it's like that money should go to my kids. I don't even know it's time. I think it's money. I think that's always what stops us. Right. It's like, oh, but if I get a pet, that's 40 bucks. And like, how many shirts could I buy my kid for 40 bucks? Right. Or, you know, they want to do cheerleading or wrestling if you have older kids or whatever it may be. And it's like, so I will sacrifice myself, but um, things that I do for myself. I, I mean, I love to get pedicures. I get them once a month. I get a massage once a month and I, I don't really feel bad things at all. Um, I do get my eyelashes done. because I think do, um, other things I like to do for myself is, you know, I do have my kids in daycare during the day, um, as a business owner, it really allows me to be in my business during those times, but it also allows me to take some of the time for myself, like go to the doctor's appointment without the kids screaming there at your feet, actually take care of yourself. And I find that the more that I take care of myself, the better I am in my business and the better I am for my kids, you know? And I think that that's something that moms really don't think like we've watched our moms and things sacrifice. And that's one disconnect that I don't want my daughter to like, I don't want her to feel like she has to get rid of herself Mm -hmm. to have kids or to do these things. Like I want her to know, like, you should be able to have it all, right? It, yeah. Nothing is unworthy of you. If it's unworthy of God, it's unworthy of you, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that in any way, shape, or form, God's up there like, oh, you should not be taking care of yourself, right? He still views you in your own spirit, universe, whatever you want to say there. Um, doesn't just have to be God, but that's my thought process. Like, I want her to know that, like, you are deserving of these. And the only way to show her is to, to show her that I do. I don't want her to be selfless. You know, um, I want her to know that she's important and same with my son. I want him to have those things as well, but those are kind of like the self-care things I do. And we talk about things too. Sometimes she'll be like, I'll be like, she always asks me what we're doing in the beginning of the morning. Like, what are we doing today, mom? And sometimes when I say go to school, she's I don't want to go to school. I'm like, it's three, right? At three years old, she's already telling me this. She's really not going to want to go when it's got to be too much learning, right? Well, (laughs) anyways, I was like, it's okay because mommy has to do X, Y, or Z. Well, why do you have to do that? Well, because mommy has to take care of herself too, you know? And that's just one of the things that I think is important. Every day I work out at 5 5 a.m. in the morning and 99% of the time she joins me at the end. And this past weekend was the first weekend I've ever left them. Um, I've not spent one night away from my kids up until this past weekend. My husband persuaded me to go on a weekend and my sister-in-law watched them. And she said that at five or like six, six thirty, when Lily would wake up, she'd go into the room and be like, Aunt Steph, it's time to work out. And she's like, Oh no, 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 no. That's your mom. That's not me. Right. So just fun. <laughs> she knows our routine. She knows that I do that. And she knows why I do these things. So I think it's just important like for me to take the time for myself, but also to show my children, even though I have them, I'm still putting as a priority. Mm, that is, that is so important. And, um, I think you're absolutely right. Like, you know, being able to model for our children, the kind of life that we want for them and the kind of values that we want to pass on to them is like really important. 
Um, and that's so funny that your daughter like already knows your own personal routine of like getting up early and exercising and working out. Um, I know for a lot of moms, I feel like that is, it's easy to kind of put that on the back burner. Do you have any tips as someone who is a, a personal trainer and a mom that is committed to like working out and your own physical health? What are some tips that you could share to a mom um, that just feels overwhelmed and super busy with everything that life has for her? Um, how can she continue to, you know, take care of her physical body in the middle of trying to take care of everything else in life? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing would be the calendar is your friend. It is not something that's against you. So a lot of people like that. I want to live spontaneous. I get it. I do. But when your kids are little and like, I mean, I joked with Lily yesterday, she asked me for chocolate milk like three times in an hour. I was like, I cannot wait till the day you can pour your own chocolate milk. Right. Seems so simple. But it's like, I, I really can't wait. Like, it'll save me some time, right? So the thought process to me is I like to calendar things. Like, I purposely calendar, like, this is my workout time. It isn't perfect, meaning there's been plenty of times that my son's woken up in between, like, you know, really early on to breastfeed. And it would be like, okay, I'm breastfeeding him completely sweaty. And I don't care, right? Like, it doesn't matter. He's going to be fine. Um put him back to sleep. Your daughter wakes up and needs to pee while you're working out or something. As soon as that happens, we view it as like a sign that we're supposed to be done or that, you know, that it's not our time anymore or things like that. It has nothing to do with that. If you start to put yourself into the routine and you come up with ways to incorporate that and calendar it, it's okay to yourself. Like when you first started dating somebody or when you first had your kid or anything like that, you don't break those dates, right? If you tell your kid, we're going to go out and we're going to go to the zoo today, if it if it's not raining, obviously, like if you, if you then say later, oh, I just don't feel like it, your kid's going to be really upset, right? You're going to go even if you don't feel like it. But to yourself, you make these promises that you'll do things and you don't follow through. So first thing is calendar is your best friend. And then the second thing is, is that if you say you're going to do something, you have to follow through. The moment that you tell yourself you don't have to follow through, you're basically showing yourself and the universe and your kids like, hey, I don't have to do this. Like, this is just what I'm thinking I want to do. Right. And how do we really get a result that Right. So it's just like the kid that has to, you know, learn how to do two plus two is four. Right. If they keep saying, I don't get it, I don't get it. And they get so frustrated. You try to figure out multiple ways for them to understand two plus two is four. Right. Let's use candy. OK, I bet you he can figure out one, two, three, four put together. Right. If we count that way because it becomes a fun activity for them. We think of all the ways that we can do things for our kids, but for us, it's like one way or the highway or like super restrictive. Um, and I think the other thing that's really important for like ways to do it is come up with a time that's not dependent on if your kids are awake or asleep. Who's they can't go with you? He says they can't enjoy it with you. I mean, Lily will do runs with in the wing. Um, she'll do some sort of like mock of whatever working out like she's not perfect I'm not gonna show her form or anything she's three <laughs> she likes to participate right mm. showing her that and letting her know that that's important um I think is also important for any other person that's out there like how do I put it in my day that's really that's really an interesting way to look at it you know because I, I do I I know at least for myself I sometimes I feel that thought of like I have to do certain things when my children are sleeping, but you're right. Like I can just invite them into 
the work that I'm doing um, and not have to like wait for them to be asleep in order to, you know, to do different things or whatever, but have them be a part of that. Um, that's, that's a wonderful, wonderful idea. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Um, so I know that, you know, that is definitely some good strategies that we can use for taking care of like our physical health. Um, are there strategies that you can also recommend to maybe help take care of like our, our mental health or emotional health or relational health, especially, you know, if you have, if you're a single mom or a military mom that maybe you don't have someone that's there helping you with these things? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, emotional help, I always think, you know, you can go to counseling for sure. I mean, you can always have that. And now counseling can be in your own room, just like you and I are talking here, you know, like a counselor can, you know, come to you and that would obviously be something you probably want to do before, after your kids are asleep or something. That part I get, we have never done a a counseling session with, you know, like uh, somebody else, like with our, with our kids present, but um, that could be something, you know, doing some sort of counseling or, you know, the best ways that I find that I emotionally improve myself is through just journaling. I know it sounds like kind of juvenile, like, oh, I kept a diary when I was like 10. Okay. I get it. But I'm not telling you to write down, oh, I think that Charlie's adorable, or um, I can't wait to go out on a date later with my husband. What I'm saying is, is like, Go into your own mind and allow it to just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, I did this activity with a coach of mine about maybe three weeks ago. And what he had us do was literally write for 15 minutes straight. You could not remove the pen from the paper, obviously, except for to turn the page, right? And if you couldn't, whatever you were thinking, you wrote down on the piece of paper. And if you couldn't think of anything, you drew a straight line across, okay? As you drew that straight line across, eventually your thoughts would come back, right? In that 15 minute process, I went through like the the anger I was having at the moment or the frustration or stress or guilt or shame. And then all of a sudden at the end, I had like a clear picture of exactly what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And like for 15, like in a 15 minute period, I was like, okay, I have my next move for my business, for myself, for my family. Like it's, it's really crazy when you can allow yourself to do that. Um, I would say that. And then my other ways for emotional help are podcasts, right? But podcasts that help you you improve yourself that take you to the next level that relieves something not a podcast that, that's like I mean it is it's like it, it's personal to you but like a like a ghost podcast or one that scares you that's more like for entertainment I mean like something that's going to make you grow or push I find that those can be really super helpful that the entertainment isn't needed in our life but that may not help you to grow in the way that you're trying to it may yeah. just allow you to and you may need that at times it may allow you to escape your thoughts right mm-hmm. and that's okay um and then for i'd say like relationship health and so, and stuff like that you know things that i do with clients and people that i work with is really like communicate and decide and go forward so my husband and i right because we're not always together um one of started to do is have a meeting once a week that we discuss what has to happen during the week. Um, so that way we're, we're clear. It's kind of like a family meeting. We include our kids because that was encouraged for us to include our kids. Um, and you know, Lily's addition is just kind of funny. Um, but the other thing with that is, and that I think has been the most helpful for emotional and relational. If you have somebody that can help you is taking time for yourself once a month, twice a month, 
where the other person in the relationship, whether it's a friend, a family member, your husband, your wife, whatever, where they watch the kids while you go do you, Mm -hmm. right? Like you take time for yourself in those instances. It's like three hours, whatever you do. You want to go to Target by yourself? Do you want to go on a beach? Do you want to go climb a mountain? Do you want to sit in the car and sleep? Do you want to go to a friend's house and just crash on the couch? Do you want to go to your parents' house and just crash on the couch? Like what, what is it that you want to do for yourself in the three hours or two hours or whatever it is that you get? Because that is really helpful of like resetting and re-clarifying. Mm. Those are some amazing tips that you shared. Thank you so much for, for sharing all those different ways that we can help take care of ourselves. And I love the idea of, you know, the writing that that's something um, that I used to practice when I was in school. Um, We actually call that a brain dump where you do exactly what you just said. You set aside, you know, 15 minutes and, and even for some people, a lot of times just starting with five minutes um, is, is challenging. You know, it's hard to, to develop that habit of like writing and getting it all out. Um, but setting aside that time to just write and get all your feelings and thoughts on paper is, is so important. It's a great way to, um, you know, kind of push through like the, the chaos sometimes that we first experience or like that overwhelm that we have in our minds and allowing that to just be on paper, you can get it out. And then you can really like have that focus of, of what you're going to do. And, um, and then you also mentioned podcasting, being able to listen to podcasts that help you grow. Um, do you have any specific podcasts that you recommend that have been helpful for you in growing or being the kind of person that you want to be? Yeah. So the one that always comes to mind is the successful mind by David Nagel. Um, I think everything he said really helps me. Um, I would also say, I'm going to forget it too. I'll get up here. Because I don't know what the name of it is. Um, yeah. I, I like Rachel Hollis's podcast. Um, I'm not going to say I don't like that one. That's one of the ones from a good long time ago. Um, the Brendan show by Brendan Burchard. I've really liked Mm-hmm. And then the last one that I've, I've listened to recently is called Mom's Freedom Maker. Mm. Uh, she, she's really good at, um, and, and she talks a lot from a business perspective. So obviously, like as a business um, wife, business woman, business you know person, I do a lot of those things. I truly believe that while the successful mind attracts you towards a business mindset, the things that are there, it increases your level of thinking. Mm. It gets you out of thinking way you did before. So tying into this military perspective here, I, in work at the Naval Hospital as a dietitian before, saw lots of military wives. And I can't tell you how many would come to me for weight loss and fitness and start crying. Like, do you know how hard it is that he's gone? Like, I can't do this without him here. There's so much to do. And my next thing that I would always miss, you know, we married a military. We knew that they weren't a typical nine to five job and they could be there every day. So what we need to figure out are ways for you to get some peace for yourself when you don't have that, that person there with you. you know? I believe earbuds were a great purpose because while you're playing with your kids on, you know, a one to three year old level and you have an earbud. Like you can be up leveling your brain while you're working with them, you know? And one of the things that I, you know, had to explain to them is that, you know, we have a picture in our mind of what we thought our relationship would look like from our parents, right? 
So our parents' relationship is what we assumed we would get in this relationship. So, so if we could get out of that, like, well, he's supposed to do X, Y, and Z because my dad did X, Y, and Z. That's just what we think is supposed to happen. If we could take our, our thinking to a higher level, we would be able to bring ourselves into more of awareness of like, it doesn't have to look the same. It can be a different picture. Mm. And that's very much so like for anything that you do, you know, like who says you have to meal plan everything? Who says you have to have a vegetable at every meal? Who says you have to have, you know, a fruit at every meal or whatever it is? Who says the ice cream has to come after dinner? You know, mm. like allowing yourself that freedom along the way with everything sometimes help you to then, you know, not be so like uptight or worried or sad or things like that. So mm -hmm. I think that his podcast can be, you know, interpreted in multiple ways. Now, like if you listen, you're like, well, I don't run a business. This doesn't pertain to me. Mm -hmm. If you bring yourself to that thinking and the mom's freedom maker does something similar. Um, even if you don't have a business, like do you really decrease to de-stress yourself a little, you know, mm -hmm. like what could like, could you do three order instead of going to the grocery store? Could you go to the grocery store one time a week instead of four times a week? You know? Um, and I think things like that are helpful, especially for anybody that's kind of like busy or feeling like overly stressed on anything. Yeah, that's so true. And the last part, point that you mentioned also was about um, you mentioned being able to find other people that can help you to kind of have that time for yourself and building, I guess, like this community or this tribe of people that can support you. Um, and, and I can definitely say for me as a single mom, that has been so important. Um, I cannot imagine if I was doing this literally like alone without anyone around to be able to support me in this journey as a single mom. Um, and so being able to have supportive family and friends and things like that has been such a blessing, um, for me, but it, it really, you know, it, it requires work, you know, like you really have to be intentional and to be able to be honest and be willing to ask people like, Hey, I need help. Like I need a one hour break, you know, <laughs> like, please help me, you know, watch the kids for a second. So I can like take a break and, and have some time that I can kind of come back, you know, to myself or, or spend some time doing something that I enjoy for a minute so that I can be a better mom to my kids that I'm not feeling so stressed or overwhelmed with whatever. Um, and so I'm wondering how can people, you know, obviously I'm not a military mom or military family. How can people best support, um, other single moms or military families like you? Um, what are some strategies that, that we can do to better help support military families? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. So, I mean, I guess my thought process would be is, you know, less judgment is the best way to support somebody. Well, um, hold on one second. Sorry, my, my Wi-Fi kind of like cut out for a second there. Could you repeat that one more time? Yeah, that's okay. Um, less judgment is what I said. So I think that, and I think that that's for everybody, not just a single mom or a military person, but, you know, I think the whole reason why we're all over exhausted and we're all running rampant and not taking care of ourselves is because we're afraid of that person that's judging us on the other end. Yeah. You let your kid eat ice cream before dinner. What are you thinking? Like, you know, you can hear somebody say that in your head or like when you are the mom that, you know, loses her cool, like there is every once in a while when I'm like, oh my God, I can't take the I love your death, baby boy, but why is there so much crying, right? Yeah. Like, and you're just like, 
oh my gosh, you know, when you have that moment. <laughs> my daughter will repeat it sometimes when he cries too much. She's like, Larry, I can't take the cry. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to watch what I say, you know, because they repeat every little thing you do. But yeah. there's nothing wrong with w- the way that you do it, right? There's nothing wrong with the way that you do it as long as you accept it. What's, what's killing us, what's killing a military mom or a, a single mom or any type of mom is really that we are afraid of what that other person is, is judging us for, mm. but accept it, right? Accept it. Like I accept I'm not perfect. I accept my patients every once in a while. I accept that I get frustrated when he does nothing but scream for 30 minutes straight solely because he wants dinner, even though he's got like 20 snacks before he's eating dinner just to try happy um it's like okay you know i've given you candy and all things you should be satisfied but you're not right um i think that that's the the best way like to and because we don't know what the other person is thinking judgment wise what i mean is like out loud what we say how we communicate you know to each other and like more accepting of each other and seeing that like every way you go is beautiful, right? Whether you're a single mom or you're a mom that has a husband that's always there or you're a military mom or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, with your with your kids running around, no one is out there doing it perfect. And yeah. if they are, they're only doing it perfect for them. It can't be perfect for you at the same time. That's why we're all different. So I'd really say that that's probably the best thing is, you know, maybe keeping, if it is a judgment, keep it to yourself. Don't share it with them and be like, oh, I wouldn't have done that if I were you, you know? So that would be what I would say. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, And it's funny because I say something like that, very similar often to other moms. I would share with them that same idea that, that something is only a problem if you say so, you know, and which is so true because I mean, I know for myself, like, um, you know, I, would co-sleep with my children or we did extended breastfeeding and, um, and for us, it was wonderful, but I know like for other people, they're like, you know, like that, like that would have been like a problem for them, you know, um, or like co-sleeping, like a lot of people really enjoy co-sleeping. Then there are other families that that's like not for them, you know, or it doesn't work for them. And, um, I think, you know, being able to just remember that, like, something really is, it's only a problem if I say so. If it's not a problem for me, um, then then I should be able to be okay with that and accept whatever, you know, like way that we're choosing to parent or, you know, do do life together. You know, if it's, I don't know, not creating a problem or whatever. So Agreed. yeah, that's wonderful. Um, and so I know that you said you have a business. Um, can you share with us a little bit more about that business? So if there's anyone that's listening that would like to get connected with the work that you're doing? Yeah, of course. So uh, like I said, I'm a dietitian and a personal trainer. And really what I do is I help um, committed individuals remove emotional eating issues, remove the excess weight, uh, remove shame and guilt and disease inducing patterns. So we can live life free, margarita in hand, um, exactly how we are imagining that picture to be. So so everybody thinks, oh, you're just another like wellness person that's going to give me a diet that has nothing to do what I do. Um, I actually help you remove all the things that are stopping you from one, being comfortable with you, two, actually getting to where you want to get to, and three, allowing you to be happy now. So when you get to that place you're imagining like, oh, if I was just that number on the scale or that size of clothes, everything would be great. 
we get you to that place, but along the way, you're actually happy in the process. Um, so it's kind of like a combination of it, really a wellness and whole being aspect of everything. Um, and that's really what I kind of do in a nutshell. So wonderful. And if someone would like to connect with you and be a part of like that work that you're doing or just connect, um, you know, wanting to just connect with you in general, how can someone connect with you? Yeah. So I'm Leslie Urbis on any platform, really. U-R-B-A-S is my last name. You'll find me on any one of them. Um, basically, I like Facebook. That's my place I like to be, but I am on Instagram and LinkedIn. And then I, I run a Facebook group. It's called Weight Loss and Wellbeing for High Performers. Um, it probably will just go to Weight Loss and Wellbeing shortly. You can pretty much look it up and you'll see my picture in the little banner. But in that group, I try to give tips and go live every week on things. Like this week, we'll be discussing meal planning and how to decrease the worry about like how to meal plan and how to do it with kids and picky eaters and things like that. So I try to alleviate those things. And that, that group is where they can, you know, find some of the free stuff at. Awesome. And I will make sure that I include uh, the links both to your Facebook um, and Instagram, as well as to that group so that people can get plugged into the work that you're doing there and um, hopefully be able to join you on this fitness journey to holistic health and well-being. Oh, sounds great. Awesome. Um, and so I just want to thank you so much for taking your time to talk with me today and share a little bit about your life as a military mom and a military family. Um, thank you so much for sharing so many awesome tips, tricks, resources, everything. And uh, I hope for my listeners that this episode has been as much of a blessing for you as it has been for me. I know I've got a list of, of all these new podcasts and I'm like, I'm going to check that out. Um, so thank you so much for sharing those, those wonderful resources with us. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share before we close for today? Typically my, my last tip that I always kind of impart people to is remember that the only reason you made feeling, you know, like negative in your space is because you're allowing some sort of a part of you to feel the shame and guilt. So let yourself off the hook. None of us need to be held off of like, oh, you're awful. So right now, take a deep breath and whatever it is that you think that is making you awful right now, be like, no, it's not. Let it go, be free. I love that. Let it go, be free. If we could just master those two things, this world would be a totally different place. Letting it go and being free. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and to the rest of you, thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Peaceful World Schooling Podcast. I'll make sure that I share all of Leslie's links with you so you can get connected with her and the incredible work that she is doing in the world. Um, and if you would like to support me and my work, please make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. Um, and you can also consider donating um, in the links that are, will be in the description or on my website, www.peacefulworldschoolers.com. Com. Thank you so very much. And I hope that your day is as wonderful as you are. Bye. Join us next Tuesday on the Peaceful World Schooling Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Harders, and I hope that your day is as wonderful as you are. If you like this video, please make sure you subscribe and click the bell so you will not miss out on a single episode.